This is Sound and Vision on KEXP. To many people, rock is synonymous with Seattle. The city celebrates people who push the limits of sound and beyond. But much like the way blackness was written out of rock and roll history at large, the local contributions by black artists to the scene have also been minimized. Pacific Northwest native and writer Mi Imani spoke with black rockers in Seattle to understand how they navigated a scene that historically excluded them. Rock and roll has roots in the blues, a music genre birthed out of the church, spirituals, and belonging and loss that many Black Americans have faced. All we hear church people say, they are in this holy way. There are strange things happening every day. Rock and roll takes that energy and adds electricity. Sister Rosetta Tharp is the godmother of rock and roll. She laid down the foundation for the genre. She took gospel music to new heights by pairing spiritual lyrics with the intensity of the electric guitar in the 30s and the 40s. Little Richard lit the stage on fire by bringing bold fashion, playful energy, and gender-bending flair. And Chuck Berry brought poetry with his lyrics. Yet white men have dominated rock and roll for decades. Growing up, I thought rock was only for white people. Turns out, I wasn't alone. Here's Seattle rockers Eva Walker of the Black Tones and Nicole Swims of the Black Ends. When I was just starting out on guitar as a teenager, and people would say things like, Oh my God, you like rock? You're like the whitest black person I know. Or you're so white because you play guitar. I did get made fun of a lot. I remember playing guitar at like a a park one time and got called like a rocker inward by some other like black guy. It took time for me to realize that liking rock music as a black person doesn't make you an outlier. When a type of music resonates with you, you have to listen. Eva Walker of the Black Tones tells us about her connection to the genre. I guess it's not really like a, a choosing. It's more of um, <laughs> as a calling. It's a little cheesy, but uh, I do it because I just, I, that's the music I like to make. I love, I love rock and roll music. I don't know. It's the best way for me to kind of express myself. (laughs) We want love, they want us dead. We want peace, they want us dead. For others, like myself and musician Nicole Swims of the Black Ends, it was an isolating experience, even within our own community. My identity was very um, broken. I was very confused about, I don't know, I just didn't really feel like I fit in really anywhere, you know. So it was kind of a lonely experience sometimes. And it's, it's kind of weird that that it was like that because I just, there's so many people around me loved music. I grew up in Seattle, so, but I still got made fun of for liking the music I liked. Stay evil. There was an awkwardness to loving rock as a Black person in a region that rarely includes you in its imagination. Blackness is like oil to water in the Pacific Northwest. It rides on the surface and moves through the space, but doesn't penetrate. Well, that's how I used to think about it until I realized that Blackness is the water. It creates its own path, even when it faces obstacles. Eva Walker's love for the music outpaced her fear of being a Black performer in white spaces. 
we played a lot and we said yes to every show and we played and luckily people thought after a while <laughs> people thought we were good enough and people were entertained by us and they enjoyed it and yeah i can say it wasn't fun being in venues that you know we were the only black people there people you know kind of staring at you like what are they doing here what are they about to do are they about to rap or something you know i don't know and you know that's not fun but it's, it's their problem it seems like the recipe to getting beyond the reality of surviving in the Seattle music scene is being unapologetically Black. Om Jahari is a musician, producer, and member of the Seattle-based Bad Brains cover band, Reignition. I think one of the things that needs to happen and I know this is going to be difficult to do this in the Northwest because of these predominantly white spaces, is we actually have to stop asking permission to do the thing that actually we invented. Because if we're not careful, you know, what's going to happen even in the next five years or 10 years, are we going to be asking permission to do breakdance? Are we going to be asking permission to do hip hop? We're going to be asking permission to do R&B because if we're not clear about it, if we don't pay attention to the patterns, we already have to ask permission even to do folk music and play banjo and fiddle. The banjo, by the way, was created by enslaved Africans in the Caribbean and the U.S. on plantations. The unfortunate thing is that many of us don't know that the foundation of rock and roll is Black musicians. That history, much like many other Black cultural contributions, has been buried. But people are starting to fill in the historical gaps. Nicole Swims from the Black Ends tells us about their experience. I didn't really know that like the root of rock was Black people. It took a while for me to realize that, you know. And yeah, a lot of other Black kids don't know that, you know, until they finally do. And then they're like, oh yeah, okay, this is just you being you. Like, I'm not trying to be white or anything. That's ridiculous. Not being aware of the true history behind rock and roll has made a huge impact on these Black musicians and how they've been treated. Eva shares how the Black tones often got mislabeled. There were a lot of people that would hesitate to call us a rock band. They would kind of dance around it. They would say things like, the Black Tones are a blues funk band or an R&B funk. They would say everything but rock. And I'm like, why can't you classify us as a rock band? Of course, since then that has happened. <laughs> I guess we earned our whatever, stripes, whatever, whatever. <laughs> now they call us a rock band. But in the beginning, that was one thing that was irritating is that they would call us everything but rock. The only thing that was close to us being called a rock and roll band was someone described this as world rock and i was like what the hell is world rock that's like yanni what is world rock what it's time to unpack the individual wounds we have faced for loving rock music and the collective wounds of being written out of a history that our ancestors have worked so hard to build eva breaks down her introduction to the genre I was in that classic rock music and then, you know, that was at the time I was hearing like, oh, you're so white and blah, blah, blah. And so I remember one person saying like, black people don't play guitar. And then I was, I don't even remember the first time I heard Jimi Hendrix. I don't remember, but he changed my life. I saw him and I was like, 
black people do play guitar and they're really good. <laughs> and I became obsessed with Jimi Hendrix. And then I started to go backwards and I was like, well, who inspired all these people? The Stones, Zeppelin, and the further back I went, which wasn't that far, I discovered all these black blues musicians. There must be some kind of way out of here. Jimi Hendrix was a black rocker from Seattle that we all know. But there's also Tina Bell of Bam Bam. She was a black woman who fronted a Seattle grunge band before grunge was even a genre. Um grew up going to her shows, which gave her inspiration. And because going to see her was one of those few moments where I felt like I had a chance to claim space. And there were only a certain number of bands uh, happening even in the nation where you have the possibility to do that. Tina Bell and her story was largely erased from Grundy's music history until recently. Home elaborates on how we can prevent these types of stories from being forgotten in the future. And I think in order for us to preserve this history and her story and our story of black punks, black rockers, black weirdos, all of us that have created these we created these genres. We just so happen to be black folks because black folks are always creating things. We need to stop asking permission and we need to stop waiting for these gays, these, these structured gays, whether it's PR, magazines, record labels, majors, whatnot, to give us the license to be able to do what we do. There are current artists that are breaking barriers and genres, but keeping the essence of rock at their core. They are bold, labelless, and unapologetically Black like their ancestors. Local bands, the Black Tones, the Black Ends, and Enumclaw, keeping the flame going in the region. For me, growing up, it meant a lot to see artists like Fifi Dobson, and Khalees on MTV. And on the national stage today, you have artists like Big Joni, Yves Tumar, Barty Strange, and so many more. Their music taps into a familiar alt-rock energy that got me through my teenage years. Music heals. So what does it look like to heal some of the traumas that Black rockers have faced? It all boils down to acknowledgement and respect. So many Black stories were once buried and are now finding their place within the archive, and this isn't just important to the Black community. This music has been the soundtrack of America. Eva gives us the last word. 
and I pretty much would say music belongs to everyone um, as long as the history and the culture is respected within that music, you know, and that's the, that's been the problem. It's just, they didn't recognize the history. They're trying to say like, oh, you're okay. Maybe it's was started by black people, but like, whatever, why does that matter? It's like, because hello, people like me are being told I shouldn't be playing it. That's why it matters to bring this stuff up, you know, but a lot of things being rooted in black history. We're not saying you can't have it. <laughs> We're just saying like, hey, hi, hello. My uh, great-great-grandfather worked on this and you forgot to mention that to me. <laughs> just saying. Rock music is bold. It shakes up energy. It wakes people up. With roots in black creative culture, you can feel the angst and anger and the need to release. Rock music provides a safe space to express feelings that otherwise aren't seen as acceptable. Black rockers have been carving out their own space to express themselves where other stages have been unsuccessful, and they keep doing it so that younger generations can feel safe and free to explore themselves and their history. To younger me, current me, and older me, stay Black and rock on. For Sound and Vision... I'm Mia Mani. with Sound and Vision. Please take a moment to subscribe, rate, and review this podcast, and consider giving a one-time $20 donation to help support this show at kexp.org slash sound. Thanks for listening.